Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome into Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Episode 58, I'm your co-host and captain of the High Cotton Club, Connor Hendrickson. Shout out my co-host, John Stewart, who enjoyed a fantastic vacation to the beach this past week, and we miss him very much, but we look forward to getting him back on the pod and uh, catching up on some of the things that we didn't quite get into today as we dove into a little bit of the 2023 roof season recap, talked about our plans for 2024 before diving back into the 2023 survey and talking about how some responses from that have shaped our plans for the 2024 season, and then we end the show with questions from social media. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dialed presented by unknown golf unknown golf is just it's been a revelation to the high cotton club has changed how easy it is for me to organize events our registration process has become so seamless and easy um, it really has been a huge blessing to us and not only just from an administrative side but from them jumping into the extinction so stay tuned for an opportunity to get some stuff from the extinction uh, via discord via the refuge here very soon but until then we hope that you enjoy this episode Rich, some guys like it quiet, some guys like it loud. This is. Yeah, Gator needs to look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Of course, the conditions now that he has to play the shot test anyone. Get off! Yeah, look at this, Peter. Look at this shot. It's a great story. Welcome into episode 58 of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. I am your co-host and captain of the High Cotton Club, Connor Hendrickson. Shout out Jason Derulo. We are riding solo this week, solo pod, so bear with me. You're going to hear my voice for the entirety of this podcast and nothing but that. But we thank you for tuning in, and we thank everybody who participated over the course of the 2023 season and everybody who will be involved again in 2024, and we look forward to seeing all the new faces that we're going to meet this year as well. Um, This show, as you heard in the intro, it's all about what has been and what will be. Um, Some of the information from 2023 you're going to have to come back for. We don't have a whole lot of it today, me by myself. I don't have my iPad with me, so we're going to come back to you when we have Stu back. But uh, to dive right on into it, 2023 was our second season as a no-laying-up roost. Really, it was our our second full year um, doing what we're doing. Um, And we really can't thank No Laying Up enough for creating the platform to give us an opportunity to bring like-minded folks together through low stakes but meaningful competition. And, uh, man, it was a a full season from August all the way to June. Um, Man, so many events in between then and now. I I can't even wrap my mind around them all, and I look forward to having Stu back to help me kind of do that and to recap them all. Um, But we had uh, 
a, a great time at all those, raised a bunch of money for charity. Again, I don't have my iPad, so I'll get all those numbers back to you on next week's episode. But some big winners, and I want to highlight some of those. Um, obviously, our fall high cotton classic was won by the Roten brothers. The the so-called or self-proclaimed kings of high cotton, Sam and Jay Roten, won the four-ball uh, edition of the high cotton classic, our first four-ball edition of the high cotton classic. <clears throat> and couldn't have gone to uh, two more fitting guys, really, brothers who have been involved since very early on and played a lot of golf with them growing up so congratulations to those guys um, a, a long time after the fact but um, at the place where they won that at Tennessee Grasslands we had our first member member and uh, happy to say that D-Ball and I were able to win that and we look forward to running that back this year um, at the other side at Tennessee Grasslands um, we had Santa Slam which was a whole lot of fun an indoor event um, then we, we went down to Limestone Springs, and that's really where I, I think all of the momentum that we are carrying and still riding on kicked off at Limestone Springs. Um, shout out Justin Meese. He asked a question, will we be running it back? You're going to hear later on, we're definitely running it back, and we're looking to do it bigger and better, get both sides of that cottage and just take over Limestone for a weekend. So that was a great time. We were able to do a live pod there that, that really took off as the best live pod we've ever done and hope that we can, you know, uh, bottle up some of that juju and and find it again uh, for another live pod one of these days. Following that, we had the barn burner, which you know, looking we'll get into the survey here in a bit. But everybody seemed to really love the barn burner. That was a great time. Shout out Kenny Perry's. They're always a great host, and always look forward to getting back up there. The place where I spent so much of my time on the golf course growing up. Um, and then after that, you know, things continued to ramp up with the Farmers Cup kind of popping up out of nowhere. We went up to southern Indiana to battle the the possibly soon-to-be roost, the Crossroads Co-op out of Indiana, and was able to, to take the win there before we went to the Mother Clucker for our inaugural member guest. We had the member member in the fall and the member guest in the spring. And congratulations to Will and Kevin Robinson, uh, a father-son pair. So brothers get it done in the member member, and then a father-son get it done in the member guest. Very cool to see. And Mossy Oak and Old Waverly just – Two of the, the best venues in the South and the value that you get for staying there and playing there is truly unbeatable, and we'll talk more about that later on. But uh, congratulations again to those guys. Still working on getting some trophies to pass around for that event from year to year. But uh, moving uh, past the Mother Clucker, um, we went to Toey, the Hunt. We went to the Education at Suwannee, which was a great time. Everybody seemed to love that event. A little north versus south, Tennessee versus Alabama. And uh, obviously happy that Tennessee was able to get it done in pretty dominant fashion down there. After that, it only gets better. The extinction was, uh, it's, it's hard to put to words. We still haven't done a proper extinction recap pod. Um, because like, like I said, it's, it's hard to put to words. We tried one night and, and maybe we, or maybe or maybe or not, we had had one or too many uh, alcoholic beverages, adult beverages. Um, but it, it was a great time, and shout-out on No Golf for making it what it was. Uh, shout-out everybody who traveled all the way to Central Kentucky from all parts of the country. We had from Oregon to the East Coast, and that's truly special. And I, it's a credit to everybody who's gotten involved, what a special time that was. And to Park Mammoth for hosting us, Brian Ross, for what he created. And we can't wait to run that back with uh, several events at Park Mammoth on the 2024 schedule. Um, but after that... You know, that was our NIT qualifier. Congratulations to Josh Hollingsworth on qualifying there. And since 
we've had some, you know, rumblings. It's actually Matthew Tablewski, shout out Tibbs, who got the NIT spot after Dylan Doris declined the invitation. And then we had a scorecard playoff um, with the best score of the second round winning that scorecard playoff, uh, just edging out Lane Rockensock and Clay, Clay Doty. So the goal for the extinction was to head in and grab two NIT spots for our two high cotton guys. And unfortunately, we didn't get that done. We only got one, but I'll still be there. Jim Sand will still be there. Josh Hollingsworth will be there. So we got three. And hey, there's there's still room for more. You got to work extra hard for it, but we could still get two more there if we really do the right things. Um, after that was our season-ending event, the showdown at the Legacy. And um, I, I haven't really talked about all my travels, but all my travels made me realize that um, it's not necessarily the stuff that I do behind the scenes that makes some of these great events um, work and, and you know uh, have good attendance. It, it truly is a, a credit, and I say it over and over again, to the guys who get involved because an event like the showdown, I kind of did bare bones. You know, We didn't do a whole lot of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff that I typically do, and everybody had a fantastic time. We had a worthy winner in Jacob Beers winning our kind of tour championship, if you want to call it that, with D-Ball getting the regional spot. Um, the other regional spot uh, from the High Cotton Classic, well, I was exempt onto the regional team courtesy of the vote at the beginning of the year uh, from everybody, but I won the High Cotton Classic anyway. And so it went into uh, a little bit of an alternate situation, and the board voted to uh, award Josh Hollingsworth the spot after his two major wins um, at the Extinction and the uh, Stankonia Classic hosted by the Peachtree Collective. So uh, we have some you know, stipulations in place and moving forward for situations like that, but felt like it was very appropriate to award him uh, for his great play, and uh, he'll be a great representative on the regional team. And then John Stewart. First one to, to qualify outside of myself, qualified through our jackpot race, and uh, that was a race uh, that ended up in a Final Four with D-Ball, Will Robinson, and Ben Sercio. and uh, credit to Stu. Got it done. Didn't play the best round that day, but played it smart and was able to claim his spot on the regional team. So uh, he and I will be the only two repeating regional members, but D-Ball and Josh – if you're listening and you're part of the High Cotton Club, just trust. They are grinding. They're, they're in the lab. Even though D-Ball's been at the beach, he's mentally in the lab. And uh, they're going to be ready, and we're going to be ready. We're going to do what the best that we can for you and, and do, uh, do what we can to accomplish the goal. So that was the 2023 season. Um, congratulations to all of our winners. Congratulations to our qualifiers. I can't wait to compete with you. That, that was a very brief rundown of a very long season because we have a lot left to get into um, as we start to talk about 2024. We talk about the 2023 survey and how that kind of affected our plans for 2024 and then answer some questions that y'all submitted on Instagram. So without any further ado, let's get into 2024. Um, and keep in mind that all of these plans that I'm about to go through, I, I shouldn't say all because a bunch of it's the same that as what we uh, rolled with this year. But this season overview that I'm about to run through has not been approved by the High Cotton Board. And if you're cur curious who is on that board, uh, I am as captain. Stu is as vice captain. Um, our secretary of defense, merch knight, and certified jackpot hitter, Clay Doty. Certified sportsbook hitter, Dustin Ball. Our corporate outreach hitter, Ben Sercio. Our creative director and merch knight, Patrick Patton. Our social media hitter, Austin Gervais. And our treasurer, Jacob Beers. So 
if you see them, if you talk to those guys, make sure you thank them for their service, um, all that they do for the club. And I'm actually, uh, I just realized, I don't have it on here, but uh, our uh, certified Discord hitter, Walt Draper, he does a lot to make Discord work and to, to keep it seamless. So if you uh, talk to one of those guys or see one of those guys, make sure you thank them for the service that they do for the High Cotton Club. It uh, takes time, takes effort, and uh, sometimes it's a little stressful. So make sure you thank them and uh, tell them how much you appreciate them making the world go around. Uh, so all this should be approved uh, by them relatively soon. But until it is, we're going to go ahead and run through it. And if I need to uh, make any announcements regarding changes, all this will be visible on Unknown Golf once it's uh, finalized. But uh, wanted to go ahead and run through this as we have it right now. Our region should remain the same as far as our qualifying series goes. Um, obviously, we are the, the high cotton club of the deep south region with the splash of OJ and the Peachtree Collective. That's who we're going to compete against here at Kinderloo Forest in a couple weeks at the Farmer's Market. Um, I don't foresee the region changing unless for some reason we get Indiana to join, but I think it's more likely that the Midwest kind of splits up with the, the mega East ish coast area. Um, and we just get a whole lot, um, of shakeup from kind of the great lakes area all the way to the East coast. Cause there's a, there's a bunch of people and a bunch of roofs popping up around there. And, uh, I think. If there's a region to to have some shakeup, that's what I would be looking at. Um, <clears throat> for our qualifying format, the roundups and rodeos, um, it's all of our different types of events. Uh, we'll, we'll maintain that. You'll have a certain amount of uh, qualifying spots from each event, depending on the size of the event and the importance of the event. We, we're trying to stick to different tiers of events, you know, a strap series of events, um, kind of a, a tourist saw series of events that's a little bit more C-suite and some stuff that's right in the middle. Um, going through the schedule this fall, I realized that we're, we're a little C-suite heavy, so I'm looking to make some adjustments and see what we could do to bring in some more um, strapped-like events. And, you know, if we get some shakeup in the schedule, I'll make sure that everybody's notified in plenty of time. But um, thank you to everybody who's checking Unknown Golf and registering for events. Uh, we'll get into the events that are open right now and here in a little bit. But um, the the classic slash the major exemption, this is what really needs to be uh, thoroughly, you know, discussed and voted on um, to make sure that we're on the same page uh, moving forward from the situation that we had this year. But um, the winner of the High Cotton Classic slash if somebody wins more than one major, they would get an opportunity to play the Classic Champion. And next year, it's going to be the winner of the High Cotton Classic in Tennessee versus the winner of the High Cotton Classic in Alabama. Um, that That's what we're proposing right now. There's a chance that the winner from Alabama would just advance in the Derby at the showdown. There's a few different opportunities there, but we're looking to reward the Classic Champion in Alabama somehow, some way. Um, jackpots. There was you know a little bit of contempt around jackpots this year. We got the the reporting going in Unknown Golf, which was uh, a huge help and kept everybody you know square on where they were and what they were uh, doing. This year, all jackpots must be entered into Unknown Golf, not by Clay Doty. I'm not talking about your points, what you're reward, uh, getting or losing that day, but your actual round. You go to Quick Play. Put in whoever you're playing with, put in the tees, put in the format, and that way every single round that is entered as a jackpot, there's a record of it. That's going to be just one more step in transparency um, for us to keep everything like that clean. And also different, 
There will only be two jackpots allowed per player per week. Uh, keep that in mind. Only two jackpots per player per week maximum. Um, we had some guys felt like uh, the, the system got a little skewed this year towards the guys who could play more than others and wanted to go to one week, one per week. And the reality of the situation is if you get the opportunity to play um, you know, one time 36 holes in a day, you want the opportunity to play both of those. Um, if you get a weekend where you get to play two days in a row, you want to be able to play both of those. If, you, if it's a holiday week and you get to play Monday and then you get to play Saturday, you want to be able to play both of those. So two is fair. Nobody's going to be able to run away with it by doing two, um, but it gives everybody ample opportunity to, you know, if they're, if they're trying to chase, if they're trying to earn points, it's not just one a week. Moving into past our qualifying for the Roost Regional Team into the NIT, the NIT, the Nest Invitational Tournament, where everybody competes as individuals, while even though if you're competing as an individual as part of the High Con Club, you're still representing the High Con Club, our Roost Major will continue to be the extinction. We're working on a date for that with no laying up right now, so stay tuned for that. Here in the next month or so, we hope to have that ironed out, but that should be sometime late May, early June, working to avoid the PGA Championship being in Louisville, Memorial Day weekend, U.S. Open. We're, we're kind of in a tough spot being right there, but we're going to do the best that we can. Um, so thank you to everybody who's already looking forward to the next extinction. I know that I am. All right, moving past some of the golf stuff um, to more of the golf-adjacent stuff. <clears throat> golf stuff. Golf-adjacent stuff, excuse me. Discord. Um, Discord is really how you get involved. It's, it's kind of our barrier for entry. Um, that way we can, you know, talk to everybody. Everybody can kind of see what's going on, chat, build those relationships. So, again, shout out to Walt for doing what he does for the Discord. Um, shout out D-Ball for what he does for the High Cotton Sportsbook. If, you know, maybe you're new and you're just listening and figuring out what this is. Uh, all the major pools, um, college football pickums, NFL pickums, fantasy football league, stuff like that, that's all run through the High Cotton Sportsbook. Um, and then what we – use some of that money for that you may be paying for some of that um, along with some of the entry fee money that we take from every event um, usually five to ten dollars per event goes to the high cotton relief fund which was originally designed to um, help in natural disaster relief situations in our local community but since formation we've donated to alzheimer's and dementia uh, from the extinction we are raising money um, still because merch is um, about to go back on sale for the Face It Foundation, which is a men's mental health organization. Um, so um, always able to raise money for great causes, and, and that's through all this low stakes but meaningful competition that you guys get involved in, so I can't thank you all enough. We take a brief break from today's episode to talk to you about the fine folks at the Rudder at Anchor High Marina on Old Hickory Lake in Hendersonville, Tennessee. If you've been following the High Cotton Club for long, you know that Patrick Patton crushes everything that he does for the High Cotton Club, and we're very thankful for all that he's done for us and looking forward to a fantastic 2024 season. If you want to thank him and show him your appreciation, go ahead and check out the Rudder at Anchor High Marina. It's a fantastic spot with great food, great vibes, and uh, really this time of year, the dog days of summer, everybody wants to be on the lake, but we don't all have a boat, right? So if you want to get some of those vibes, there's no better place than 126 River Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee, with weekly happy hours Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 2 to 6 outside of their events, and then live music like this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
Check out their events at the Rudder AHM. That's like the Rudder at AnchorHighMarina.com. The Rudder AHM.com for all their live uh, ups- upcoming events uh, for live music and stuff like that. Uh, all those events are subject to change based on weather, but this time of year, there's no better place to go get some great food, great drinks, and hang out with your loved ones than the Rudder at Anchor High Marina. So go check them out and tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. Moving into 2024, we will continue with member dues. Member dues this year will look a little bit different. With unknown golf being a requirement as part of the jackpots, unknown golf is a requirement to, to have a subscription to unknown golf is a requirement to being a High Cotton Club member for 2024 season. Um, that means you just pay us part of your member dues. We'll, we'll keep that list updated. Um, this this is my understanding of it right now. This could change. We're working with Unknown to, to streamline this whole process. But you'll just pay us your member dues as normal, and then we'll get you marked up as a uh, subscriber. And then, you know, every couple months I will get paid – um, for the subscribers, or I will get billed, excuse me, for all the subscribers. Um, so that's how we're going to do that. We're going to get a little bit of a discount doing it that way. So if you're already subscribed, we're going to get you on the list. We're going to make sure that you're taken care of too. Um, you're not going to get left out on this, but um, it's a way to just to make sure that everybody's involved. Everybody has an opportunity to sign up. We're supporting the folks that support us. And uh, really, to, to keep the transparency through the jackpot format, I'm super excited about this and uh, just very much looking forward to, to kind of getting back in my un- unknown stuff. I, I've I've dropped the ball on y'all on the little message board up top, the news clippings and the headlines. Dropped the ball on the newsletter. We're going to pick all that stuff back up. Things got busy. Things got a little crazy. But, but the grind is going. The wheels are moving again. This train's not going to stop, all right? All right. Um, getting more into member dues. Um, everybody wants to know about the member gifts, right? Member gifts, one of the best reasons that you pay member dues. So... You're going to get another office piece. That's all I'm going to say about that. You got the pin flag this year. You're going to get another office piece. And then um, you're going to get a leather good again. I'm, I'm hesitant to say more than that, but you're going to get a leather good, and you're going to get a leather good that was highly requested on the survey. I'll, we'll run through the survey later. I'll see if y'all are, are guessing any of the things that I'm putting down. But you're going to be getting a leather good. Different than last year, I know that um, – it's been a tough scene getting some of y'all your member gifts. Bag tags still aren't in. Toughest of scenes. And in order to kind of uh, work to prevent against that next year, we're going to have two waves of memberships. Um, so one wave of membership will end on ten uh, one. All right. So October 1st is when one wave of memberships ends. If you have not paid your membership, you will not receive your gifts until the second wave is done. That second wave is the membership dues are due on May 1st. So it's a big gap between 10-1 and 5-1. So go ahead and reach out, get involved, pay your member dues. Um, but then all those guys who join throughout the spring, they're still going to get an opportunity to get the member gifts, get all the good swag, and be involved. And um, we look forward to, to continuing to growing and building and carrying on the momentum that we've uh, started. Getting into the schedule, man, I think we're like 17 Probably going to get to 18 events. It's a lot, boys. It's a lot, but I appreciate y'all making it possible. Um, We start out, obviously, with the signature event of the High Cotton Club, 
the High Cotton Classic. The sixth edition of the High Cotton Classic, the second four-ball edition, kicks off next weekend. We had to push it back a week after it took a little longer than um, we had hoped to fill the field. But we got a full field now. Everybody's ready to go, um, and we look forward to kicking things off next week. The float, August 4th through 6th. That's an opportunity to get involved in one of these uh, C-suite type events. Um, but really, this is this is supposed to be one of those in-between C-suite and, and strap type events. It just so happens that lodging is incorporated since it's out in the middle of nowhere. And lodging ain't cheap nowadays, these fo- folks. So uh, still, I encourage you to get involved. Check out the information on, on Unknown Golf. If we can pull this event off, it's going to be an all-time event for the High Cotton Club. So check that out. Get involved. Um, because just a couple weeks later, we're going to be getting back together for the Grissom Cup at the Legacy, formerly known as the High Cotton Cup. Now going to be, um, we're going to be raising money in proceeds for the Grissom family after we lost Seth last year. And um, so our thoughts and prayers continue to stay with the Grissom family. And we look forward to being able to help them a little bit and give them some cushion before the holidays. So that's um, August 18th through 20th. That's an optional practice round on the 18th. 36 holes on the 19th, and then 18 holes singles matches on the 20th. Ryder Cup-style event, two captains are going to get voted for, and they're going to pick their teams. Moving on to the Little Clucker, September 7th through 10th. We'll check in the 7th. No golf on the 7th unless somebody wants to um, schedule it. Um, But, yeah, we're going to play golf um, Friday, Saturday, 36 on Friday at Mossy Oak, 18. On Saturday at Old Waverly, go down to Starkville. Arizona's in town for a football game at Mississippi State. Go check out the scenes. And then who knows if we'll play golf Sunday morning or not. But this is a very casual trip. Just going to be eight guys in one cottage at Mossy Oak, but just a chance to get back down there to um, our region's best resort destination. Because then just a couple weeks after that, we have another destination event. This is the C-Suite event of the fall the Bucky's Battle in Crossville, Tennessee, um, September 30th and October 1st. This is going to be one of those events that's, again, overnight lodging involved incorporated into the entry fees. So you know, a little higher on the price tag, but um, we're going to have some great lodging. The time that you get to spend with um, the rest of the High Cotton Club guys, even some if some guests get involved, just after the round, in between rounds, the next morning, that's the time that really makes these overnights events special. And so I look forward to trying to do some more of these, as was requested last year. So I'm, I'm fulfilling your request. Please sign up for these events and don't don't get me caught with these deposits and, and empty my pockets for deposits when we're not actually playing golf. Um, so get involved with the Bucky's Battle in Crossville, three different golf courses with uh, – you know, we can schedule some optional rounds if we'd like to around that, and I'm sure we will. Then we're going to the Yellowhammer, Alabama's signature event last year. Um, we had a great time at a solid venue, but we're switching it up this year. Um, Cherokee Ridge, and um, that's going to be a, a fantastic host site for us. We're very much looking forward to dealing with them. Pete Sands, the GM, he's been great to work with, and um, honestly, so far, he may be the absolute best person that I've worked with scheduling any golf tournament, and that's that's high praise. So very much looking forward to scheduling that one. We're going to really blow it out. It's going to be almost an extinction-level type event um, for maybe half the cost. So get involved with that. Stay tuned for that. It's, that's going to be a fantastic time. Pete, the GM, says uh, we can expect 72 players. Even if we only end up with 16 to 20 of ours, 
he said we'll get 72 down there and it's going to be our event so sign up for that so that we don't get overrun and we just uh, give all this cool stuff to other people all right moving into um, the gallop we're running our member member back in november targeting the november 4th uh area may push back a week hopefully not but we're, we're going to target that date um that's going to be at the fairview side of tennessee grasslands this year last year we were on the fox side um so looking forward to that very much before we go to the little course at connor lane a month later december 3rd um just a little par three course we're going to loop it a couple times should be a very very fun event that i'm very much looking forward to the overlook we're going to – JT Meese uh, asked if we were going to kick things back off at um, Limestone Springs, if we were going to run it back. And, yes, sir, indeed we are. We're targeting the 6th of January. Again, hoping to book a couple of those cottages and fill that place out and have a big time there. The Barn Burner. We'll run it back to Kenny Perry's if we can in February. The Farmer's Cup. We'll run that back in March, except this time they want to come to Park Mammoth, so stay tuned for that. The Mother Clucker at Old Waverly and Mossy Oak. Stay tuned for dates on that. I'm going to try to book that very soon, but kind of trying to get a feel for a baseball schedule if we can. Um, but that kicks off before the seventh edition of the High Cotton Classic. The Jack Daniels edition starts in April, um, right around the same time as the Salute um, Masters Week down at the Vinny Links. The Hunt is no longer going to be at Toey Club. We'll be going to Montgomery Bell in April. The Education if all goes to plan, will become a border battle with the Peachtree Collective in May. The extinction will uh, again be late May or early June, our NIT qualifier. June will host the showdown again. July will again host the Farmer's Market. Next year should be our year in the rotation to host. Last year was Peachtree's hosting. This year is Splash's hosting. So next year we should host, and um, no better place to do that than Park Mammoth. So. Hopefully we can pull that off and that would be a fantastic time. So that's it for the schedule. Again, there could be some things that change. It's a lot. Um, Registration is always going to be available through unknown. So if you're wondering when an event is, where an event is, if it's open or not, um, if it's not on unknown, it's not available yet. So don't worry about it. If you have any questions other than that, once this season overview um, comes out, you'll be able to see it on unknown golf and you'll get an email with a link to it. If you have uh Anybody who you want to get involved, just send them a link to our Discord. Um, invite them to our Discord. They'll get the link through there. And then by the time this podcast is released, the 2024 member sign-up sheet will be released. People will be signing up. So if you want to be on the top of the list like an OG member, go ahead and check out Discord for the link to that. Um, it'll be fresh in the welcome page um, as well as linked through Unknown Golf. Other than that, uh, just a thank you to No Lang Up for, for giving us this platform um, to create a community like this. Thank you to everybody who's gotten involved again. And it's a credit to where, where we are is a credit to all y'all. And, and truly, I can't thank you enough. In case you haven't heard my voice enough, this is High Cotton Captain Connor Hendrickson, a.k.a. Lefty Sauce, here to bring you a word from our presenting sponsor. Do you get annoyed typing in six-letter codes for every tournament, yelling across fairways to find out other group scores, counting up dots, Maybe you're the guy at your club with binders, spreadsheets stacked up to the gills to track handicaps and score for your group games. You need Unknown Golf. 
Unknown Golf is the scoring system that weekend warriors everywhere have been waiting for because Unknown Golf gives every player a live leaderboard for their game and integrates real handicap data into every tournament, weekend game, and individual round play, and even posts the scores directly to the USGA for you. Now, we've all seen live scoring apps before. You know, there was... There was stuff that happened early on in the roost days that we won't talk about, and, and it's got people hesitant. But what sets Unknown apart is the ability to track every side bet or game that you can imagine simultaneously. Just hit the challenge button at any point during your round to add additional bets, press, or challenges using any other person with any other person using the app. Not only that, but I can speak from personal experience. I set up three events within the matter of an hour the other night. It completely transforms the ability from an administrator or uh, an organizer to run events, set up uh, administration and registration and all that stuff. So um, besides that, all bets and scores are displayed on an easy-to-read dashboard, and data is tracked and easily searched for to discover long-term trends and totals. For the individual unknown golf tracks, net, gross, and on and course-specific scoring averages among dozens of other data points. The High Cotton Club uses unknown golf, and you should too. Visit unknowngolf.com to create your player profile and download the app. Unknown Golf, the scoring app for the serious, casual golfer. So without any further ado, let's get into the survey. Um, again, thank you to everybody who took the time to fill out the survey from 2023. Um, they gave me a, a lot of great insight heading into planning this 2024 season. We were already deep in the planning processes, but this gave us an opportunity to, to shed a little bit more insight. And so I was uh, very, very grateful um, to see all that. And so thank you very much. I'd like to get a little deep here on the first question. How did you hear about the High Cotton Club? A bunch of the refuge, which is great. Uh, some NLU podcast mentions, um, Facebook, um, shout out Tanner Sandell, word of mouth from the beginning, um, the High Cotton Classic. Um, we got OGs, first time, long times. We got Instagram, um, the Nest, which is great. So super happy to be able to get a little bit of insight into uh, how everybody kind of found out about us. So thank you to everybody who provided that. Um, how long have people been involved? We have 10.7% split between recently since the 2000, um, since 2021 and since the first edition of the High Cotton Classic. So split three ways there at about 10% each. 39.3% since the 2022 season last year and 28.6% since the beginning of this season, this past season, 2023. Again, this is like Madden. We're in Madden 24 right now. So uh, very cool to see that over half of our guys have joined since becoming a Roos. So um, thank you all so much. Um, how does the affiliation as a no-laying-up Roos make an impact on your experience? Folks love it. Folks love seeing the merchandise out there, love seeing the videos and stuff. And so shout-out Strapped. Make sure that you go see um, the latest season of Strapped now on YouTube, uh, the, the spring training edition. I've been deep into Drive to Survive, so I'm saving uh, Strap to binge all at once. But I watched a little bit of the first episode, and that's when I had the idea. You know what? I'm going to save this until the last one comes out and binge it all at once. So looking forward to getting in the lab a little later on and, and enjoying that. But the the element of the Roost Regional qualifying and NIT beyond just the the presence that NLU has, the merchandise and all that stuff, really creates a uh, almost a national tour for us. Um, that's what, you know, 
you could almost compare it to, even though I absolutely hate that comparison. And so, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree that I love and appreciate the partnership with No Laying Up and look forward to furthering that in the future. I asked, how many events did you participate since the float in August 2022? 7.1% um, haven't participated in an event, so very interesting there. 14.3% have participated in seven or more, which is great. 17.9%, only one to two events. So not a huge difference between those who have participated in seven or more and those who have only participated in one or two. 21.4% um, with three to four and 39.3% with five to six. So this really helped me when I was uh, looking at how many events are we going to do for our automatic qualifier for the showdown next year? And obviously this still has to be voted on, but I think four is still the right number. Um, gives the vast majority of guys a chance to, who, who play a chance to, to qualify, um, even if they don't earn their spot through a pure qualifier scenario. Favorite event of the season and why? Ton of the extinction. Uh, a lot of the mother clucker because of the great courses and overnight hangs. Um, the... We actually got a shout out to the extinction in 2022 because they didn't ex attend the latest one. Um, but yeah, a lot of um, the extinction saying it was one of the best events they've ever attended. Um, no holds barred. Uh, Salute had good vibes. Barn Burner had great vibes. Um, the education at Suwanee because of the team aspect and match play, which I, I totally agree. Um, the classic, though, because they enjoyed getting to know individual guys. Uh, as a newer member and having the opportunity to learn about the High Cotton Club and getting to enjoy new courses with new buds. Very much appreciate that feedback. Um, a lot of the extinction, uh, more extinction, the education, uh, with, because, you know, all-time vibes, a little more uh, cost-affordable. The Mother Clucker, again, more extinctions, the Barn Burner. Um, always love a good stable fruit event. I agree there and look forward to running more of those back. Do you enjoy Discord? Either way, please explain. And no complaints about Discord other than, you know, some maybe technical difficulties with Discord. Um, did get some feedback that it's not the best place for actual announcements. Um, duly noted. I hope that everybody's noticed. I've been trying to send more emails and texts through Unknown Golf since I've received this feedback. So um, there were a little bit, a few issues on my end getting some of those emails through to some of y'all. But hopefully those are all resolved. So if you're not receiving emails and you're signed up through Unknown, um, go ahead and reach out to me and I'll get you squared away. Um, great ratings on the overall organization of the event. Um, almost all 10s, few 9s, couple 8s, 1-7. That 1-7 is the reason we're going to be so great next year. So I appreciate it, whoever you, you are. Um, how do you feel regarding the Roost Regional Qualifying Formats? A lot of great uh, feedback. Um, the An interesting proposal to have a road of courses for the showdown. Um, vetoed. I'm just kidding. Um, the, the, the legacy is so willing to host us. It's so um, accommodating. It's very tough for us to go anywhere else. Um, but we'll definitely consider it. We're not a dictatorship, no matter what Dilly D says. So we'll, we'll always consider this feedback and, and do what we think is in the best interest of the club. Um, we, we do the best job that we can of identifying the best and most quality competitors for regional team. Great way to fill the team. Um, even the folks who don't participate in many events and it's a little difficult to, to qualify agree. Um, dogs only. Um, it's a true test of golf and very fair. 
Um, you know, we're, we're trying to evolve the rules and, and further clarify all qualifications as we go. Um, but the best players will rise to the top no matter what format. Killers only should represent. Don't like it, play better. Love that. Um, thought they were all cool. A uh, little comment that I'll, I'll uh, respond to here. Thought they were all cool. I still stand by my take that timing of matches for the Classic is silly. If you're on, you know, just as a player, I, I might be able to, to see that perspective. Um, as an organizer and administrator, um, if you don't give, if you don't put everybody on a leash, um, you'll never be able to hurt all the cats. If you give them an inch on that leash, they'll take a mile. And so even when we had deadlines when we first started the High Cotton Classic, it was very tough to get people to meet them. Now that we've gone to a zero tolerance policy regarding deadline extensions, we still have one or two situations where it does get approved. We've had one or one or two situations in this past season where it didn't get approved and, and somebody got got in a, in a tough situation and points just had to be awarded um, based on the situation. So it's definitely, um, there's no perfect scenario, but I do think that we do the absolute best job that we can. Um, you know, if you can play your first match early, go ahead and start scheduling the second match. You know, when the, when the classic schedule gets unveiled, you can go ahead and schedule all three matches. They just need to be within the time period. And then once we get past that and, you know, we kind of get into the, to the semis and the finals once those semis are over schedule it and play it as soon as you can we don't have to wait until the the finals period once the semis are actually set uh, we just try to make sure that that everybody stays within their window during group play so that nobody can get hot and just try to run through all their matches and the opposite way nobody can try to go find it because they're not playing well and try to save all three of their matches till the very end and then they don't get one in and then they're they're upset because they didn't get one in because the other guy couldn't play on the one day that they could play well you had all this other time that you could have played and you didn't so again that's a a long-winded way of answering that with i really do believe that we do the absolute best job that we can with high cotton classic and i'm very proud of how it's evolved over the time now getting into the sixth edition um, some more feedback. I like them all and appreciate the changes coming to jackpots. Haven't been able to get involved as much this year, but hoping to in the years to come. Um, good with it. Good, good. Um, like it. Great. Um, and so I appreciate all the feedback with that. Um, uh, yeah, one more. I think it's fair. You should have to win something to make the team. I think that's a great way to end that question. You got to go through the ringer. What merchandise or gifts would you like to see included in 2024? Um, scorecard holders, yardage book covers. We've, we've done similar in the past, and so it's always tough to, you know, how long are we going to wait before we repeat something? So we did the yardage book covers for um, the fourth edition of the High Cotton Classic. That was only a year ago. So, you know, how long do we wait before we run that back? That's always a battle. Uh, pullover or polo, um, three-wood cover. You should have bought the three-wood cover at the Extinction, and if you didn't, then it's going to be on sale soon. Um, quarter zip, totally agree. Um, hats are great. New logo is dope. Um, thank you. Group orders on things like polos would be cool for Roback or H&B, et cetera. Not sure on readability. It's just not possible, my man. I wish it were, but it's just not possible. We're, we're not built like that. Um, we will try to get some polos, but, yeah, we're not going to be able to just you know, do uh, group orders for Roback or H&B because we can't meet minimums that are required. Um, somebody says that they could do without the merch, honestly. That's fair feedback, too, um, and I appreciate that. Love the tees, though. 
we'll, we'll keep the tees coming. We'll try to do a better job keeping the tees going. Um, cow tag, missed out on it and joined too late for it. That's a banger. Um, golf towel, always love golf towels, but it's one of those things where I feel like I don't want to repeat it too often because people can just stack up on towels and they kind of lose their luster. Um, driver head cover to match the putter cover for the next classic. Um, interesting idea. Um, it's been a while since we did a driver cover for the extinction, so that's definitely a possibility. Um, pullovers and winter gear, love it. Water bottle, um, towels, head cover, alignment stick cover, something that I've talked about in the past. Um, a beanie or a lightweight hoodie, shout out the hoodie from the Mother Clucker. We could get some more guys in those lightweight hoodies. Um, custom logo balls, again, r- impossible to meet minimums. Uh, we're just not going to be able to meet minimums in a uh, manner that is uh, cost-effective to us and worthwhile to you as a uh, consumer. Pouches and gifts like the glove holder always feel extra special. I agree. Love a good leather good. Um, the Extinction hoodie, I'm wearing it right now. Um, I totally agree. That's a great hoodie, and the design was fantastic. Um, so I'm a big fan of this one. Um, tea, tumbler, Yeti mug, koozies, gear with any of the, uh, any gear with the new HCC logo. I agree. Um, Yetis and Tervis tumblers. I agree. And always love ball markers. Um, next question was: Do you feel you received fair value for your membership entry fees? 28 responses, 100% yes. So um, that is, uh, whereas some other roost had points of contentions instituting member fees, we can now go back and say that everybody who who responded and got involved 100% feel like they received fair value. So, um, you know, it's all about how you do the member fees, and we try to make sure that you're getting the value and the gifts and the involvement that you deserve. Um, Please include any other thoughts or concerns below. So we're going to go through some of these. Um, and I'm going to address these concerns publicly. Um, first one is I would like to see more tournaments in Alabama as much as possible. I know there's a minority membership in Alabama, but there are good courses in North Alabama that would be a nice halfway point. I don't disagree. Um, I We had the Yellowhammer um, that was technically part of the 2022 season, I guess, um, our first event in Alabama. We had the Limestone event, the Overlook. The Mother Clucker is supposed to cater to you Alabama guys. We're running the Yellowhammer back um, in North Alabama, um, kind of like you referred to. Um, and then the, the Sewanee event is supposed to be one of those that caters to you guys in Alabama as well. I mean, it, you know, it's southern Tennessee, but it's, it's a great meeting point. Um, so hopefully that kind of alleviates some of that. Other than that, Alabama has its own pod in the four ball for the high cotton classic in the sixth edition you got your own singles bracket um down in alabama for the the seventh edition coming in the fall or in the spring so ample opportunity to get involved in alabama and there's you know could always be more pop up uh, through jackpots and stuff like that um we have a thank you for letting me be a part and look forward to more events in the future thank you sir I'm looking to get as involved as possible, even though I'm one of the furthest away from the epicenter of the club. Um, Then he compliments me, so we won't talk about that. I appreciate it very much, though. Um, Less or no gifts for smaller events. We're trying that. Again, we're trying to go some strapped events, some you know middle-of-the-road events, and some C-suite events. So that's something that we worked on, and I think we did a good job with last spring. We'll continue to work on um, this fall. Um, a little bit of a comment about the last few t-shirts have been weird. 
Um, have no idea what that could be concerning. Um, I mean, I know, you know, the shirts that you're referring to, but we're, we're using the same exact shirts and uh, the same manufacturer or uh, screen printer. So I'll ask him if anything's changed, but there shouldn't be any issues with that. Um, whoever left this comment says that his wife usually steals them anyway. So obviously they're not too bad. Um, but yeah, he, he did mention the education shirt had the mother clucker info on it. Not sure how that happened, but that just mean that means that it's a collector's item. All right. Um, this is one that I was looking forward to talking about and I'll go ahead and read the entirety of it. Um, and then respond to it. Uh, quote, I would like more transparency into the fees for events and membership. For the record, I hope some is going to Connor for the amazing amount of time and effort he puts in. I just wish they were a little cheaper, especially the additions of the classic. I could do with less merch and maybe an optional charity aspect, which I'd honestly like to do anyway. I also think any scores at club competitions should be mandatory to go in the handicap or use some kind of handicap tracking system to make sure people aren't consistently shooting below their cap in events. Okay, let me address the first part uh, of that regarding transparency into fees. Um, I could do a better job reporting what we actually raise per event. Um, sometimes I feel a little uh, small comparing ourselves in some of these events to when other roosts announce what they raise for their events. You know, other roosts, they made, you know, they take $80 for an entry fee. It might have been $40 for golf, and they're taking $40 for charity. And, you know, they may not have as big of a field, but they're raising a whole bunch of money for charity. Um, so we, we try not to take as much at one time and try to, you know, grow it over the length of the season. So I'll be better and just, you know, kind of own my pride there and, and announce things after every event with the social media um, dynamic. But um, the reason that, first of all, I never just said it by myself for anything ever. It's always run by other people. Um, somebody else lays eyes on it. We have a conversation about it. It's, it could be different people based on the event. Clay was a huge help with the Farmers Cup. Um, you know, Stu's a huge help with stuff at the Legacy. Um, so, you know, I might be reaching out to people in Alabama about the Yellowhammer. Um, you know, I, I try to figure out who, you know, would have the best insight and, and talk to them about it. And then also run it by our board in the appropriate situations. Our treasurer beers. He was the first person to get the text with the 2024 member dues, um, kind of outline. And we had conversations about it. We talked about it and then he came back. Yep. All good. Happy with it. Um, so the reason that we don't announce the breakdown of it is from our, my early experience in the high cotton classic was when you start to explain the breakdown to people, um, they start to, and this isn't for everybody, but it only takes one or two to make it difficult and make it not worth doing. They start to say, well, can I just have this? And they try to start ordering a golf tournament a la carte. Well, I don't need to warm up, so I don't need range balls and I'll bring my own food and drink and I don't need the gift. I just want the golf and the money game or what we had a lot at the beginning was, yeah, I don't really want to play in the money game. I just want to play in the golf and get the stuff. Well, then it makes it really tough for scoring. If we have close to the pins that you didn't pay, but you go get a close to the pin, you write your name, you want to come pay after. Well, that's not exactly doing things the right way and following the TC rule. So um, the reason that we do 
things the way that we do it is with rhyme and reason. We're not trying to hide anything. We're not trying to be shady. We're not trying to be sketchy. We're just trying to um, keep things as clean as we can and avoid as much confusion and uh, custom service, not customer service, because I'm always happy to help people, but custom service as we can with guys trying to to pick and choose what they get. Um, As far as um, the, and I don't take anything. Let me, let me clarify that when he said, I hope some is going to Connor for the, the time and effort. I put money in when I win money at golf tournaments. A lot of time I just don't pay myself. Um, I just recently started paying myself with like, um, I took the, you know, the bag, the cooler and, uh, you know, pay out from the classic. Yeah. I, I'm taking that stuff. I felt like I, you know, I've put in a couple years now. I might, might finally start to earn it. But at the end of the day, I'm also investing my own money back into it through different various ways and formats. Um, so I, I'm not taking anything off the top ever. Um, I don't get anything um, special. So uh, don't think that um, when you say that you wish that they were a little cheaper, especially the additions. Again, we're trying to find a reason um, back to when we first started this, we tried to find a reason why you would come play with us first, not go play with your foursome, um, or, or another buddy on Saturday morning. What makes it different to go from your regular course down to, you know, Alabama? Well, we're going to make it an actual golf tournament, right? We're going to throw you a little bit of swag. We're going to do all the, the extra things. Uh, and then we're going to throw in some money games so that people have an opportunity to win, that cash back and maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but win some cash back so that, you know, if it's a hundred dollar entry fee, you win $50 on a, on a KP. Hey, had a great day for $50. Right. Um, so we, we try to do everything that we can to, to always ensure that the value is there for every single event. And I don't think that we have had an event to date where the value hasn't been there. Um, so I, I feel like we're doing a good job and, and I'm happy with where we are. As far as um, scores um, at competitions being mandatory to go into the handicap system, I agree based on the conditions and based on the format. Um, some formats, it just doesn't make sense, but a lot of them, I agree. Um, some of them, it just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, some of them do auto post. Um, classic gifts, if you haven't received them, please reach out um, directly to me. We've had a couple folks lose them in the mail, which is a super bummer. Um, a really, really big bummer. I lost stuff that was in the mail coming to me, so I don't know what happened. It was like a week stretch where stuff started getting lost. So um, please reach out to me if you haven't gotten in. We'll see what we can do. Um, but a, a comment after that is that they've really enjoyed the first 10 months or so of membership and looking forward to being more involved next year and meeting more people, which we love. So thank you for that. Um, also, they'd be in favor of creating some form of compensation package for executive leadership of the club. It would take some fleshing out, but it feels like the next logical step in the growth of the HCC. Um, I, I think until we get um, more sponsorship involvement and not from our current sponsors, our current sponsors are fantastic, and I couldn't ask any more of them. They're great. Um, but, you know, if we can get two, three more sponsors, then that's where we can start to have a little bit of cushion and uh, start to kind of um, compensate and incentivize some of these guys and, and better reward people and start to bring some of these costs down all the way around the board. That's why we search these sponsor- for these sponsorships, going back to the last question, is to bring costs down. You know, the, the extinction, that was, a, that was a $600 golf event. I mean, every bit of it. 
maybe 750 if it was uh, you know had the right logo on it. So uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed that, and shout out Unknown Golf for making that possible for a fraction of that price. Um, just a credit to us. Um, another one. Um, the boys are buzzing. Um, this this one this is one that I wanted to to reply to. As a new member of a couple months or less, it'd be nice to have more explained. A lot of things feel assumed, and as a new member, I'm not totally sure when the new season starts, when dues are paid, and how much, how the season format structure goes, etc. Um, so we can alter the language in Discord a little bit to refer you um, here once you get into Unknown Golf, but there's the season overview um, under documents in Unknown Golf. That's basically our season information packet. So if you have any questions and they're not in there, you reach out to me, but everything should be in there and the new season packet should be coming soon. And, you, and everybody who's a member will be getting an email with that when it does. Um, yeah, that, that's it for that. And so thank you to everybody who, who had that feedback. We did have a question at the end, which I had reworded it, it immediately. We had some confusion, so I reworded it. So um, not a hundred percent accurate on these numbers, but happy to say that I was voted um, in uh, a landslide to remain as captain for the next two years. So thank you so much to everybody. Um, I've said it before. I'll continue to say it, but just thank you for your support. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for believing in the High Cotton Club, and I can't wait to just take this ship to the moon. Getting into questions, and then we're going to wrap up this solo pod. My first solo pod ever, and I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I'm doing halfway okay, and uh, if you're still listening, I hope you agree with me. From Jonathan Williams, how deflated were you when your A player choked the chip off during the Extinction Derby? For those of you who may not know, Jonathan Williams was my A player in the Extinction Derby. Um, Not like mega deflated because I was, you know, more worried about like everything else that was going on. It was was a scene. But, yeah, it was a tough scene. I felt like if if we get past there, we probably have a chance to win the whole thing. But – but who knows? It was tough format. Um, yeah, we just you try to do better next time. Meese, any plans on adding Bama events? Um, you know, the mother clucker, we're trying to reach reach you Bama guys. You're very, very close to Mississippi, especially that part of Mississippi. Obviously the Overlook and the Yellowhammer. Um, out of 12 months, reaching you all three times and then coming down to Suwannee for, for a fourth. Plus, we get you know over to the the Peach Trees Major, kind of get us a fifth. I think you guys are amply surprised, amply supplied before even taking into consideration the High Cotton Classic. But it's a fair question, and I, I respect the uh, eagerness from the Alabama guys to get involved. Uh, we talked about it before. He asked if we're running it back at Limestone for the Overlook, and absolutely that's the plan. And looking forward to doing so at the beginning of January. Will Robinson. Most looking forward to in 2024. Um, I mean, wrapping up the 2023 season is still still on my mind in terms of like the postseason. So right now it's the regional. Um, you know, the NIT, well, I guess that's the 20, I don't know. When you start to talk about that postseason stuff, the calendar gets a little wonky. But, um, you know, the member member, the member guest, um, those overnight trips, um, like to Mossy Oak and Old Waverly, plus the opportunity to get on a, a private club like Tennessee Grasslands, those are great. But also the the smaller ones, I'm looking forward to um, the little course at Connor Lane a ton. 
So, you know, we have a huge schedule. Um, it would be really tough to just pick one, but obviously Mossy Oak and Old Waverly, one of my favorite spots in our region. Um, and then anytime we can go to Park Mammoth, it's going to be great. So, yeah, that, that, that stuff's up there for me. Um, let's see. He also wants to know, do you all ever do a best of from the previous season? That happens at the Roosties, or I guess that is the Roosties, which will happen at Limestone Springs again. We'll do a live pod again where we host the Roosties, um, basically a spoof of the Dundies from the office. Um, Josh Hollingsworth with a very interesting question, a question that he asked me yesterday and I've been thinking about ever since. And honestly, I haven't landed on an answer that I'm satisfied with. Josh asks, who had the most successful season from Bama? And I think that only one guy is still playing as part of the 2023 season, and that's Josh Hollingsworth. So I would have to, you know, we'll look at it around the Roosties, and, you know, it's not just me voting on it for the Roosties, but we'll look at it um, and – I hate to say it, but I think just, I, you know, I hate to say it because I, I respect the heck out of Will and everything that he accomplished. But, yeah, I have to give it to Josh. Um, two great performances in majors. Honestly, golfed the heck out of his ball um, in Mississippi and just, you know, a lot of strokes coming from the Robinson uh, clan. Um, playing good golf at the same time, it's tough to compete against. So, um, Josh, you know, only getting involved in – at the barn burner in February has quickly ingrained himself, um, showed up in, in a lot of different situations and scenarios. And when the lights are brightest, he is, he's performed. So you got to give it to him in that. Um, but will obviously winning the mother clucker, winning the high cotton classic down in Alabama, um, really more of a one, a one B situation. Um, but because Josh made the regional team and he's still playing, I got to give it to him. All right, Clay, um, getting off track a little bit, um, but favorite golf course um, I've played? I have no idea. Probably a golf course in Montana. Um, top 100, you have no desire to play. Pebble Beach. Dream foursome. I'm not even dignifying all your gasps with a response. It's Pebble Beach. Dream foursome. Um, so the foursome that we had, the final round of the extinction was pretty electric. Um, I'm not going to go with any famous people because I want to go vibe my face off. There's no better place to do that from an outsider looking in. Cause I'll never be on the inside. Tara Edie. We're going to Tara Edie, Stu, D-Ball and Mr. Tron Carter. We're going to the other side of the world and we're just going to have a heck of a time playing along the ocean. Um, all right. Jim Sand, coolest or most unique tea gift you've ever received? Um, the players' badges from the ringers. And tea gift I've gotten the most use out of was my McKenzie from the ringer. Um, that was one of the – after the McKenzie's became part of the gift and became optional, but I opted in, and I love that thing. Um, love my unknown bag, but – um, still miss the McKenzie and I'll probably put it back in play, um, sooner rather than later, just cause I need that. I need that vibe. We gotta, you know, we gotta represent unknown at the right times, but we gotta get the vibe right at the at sometimes too. So, um, that concludes dialed in 
episode 58. El Capitan, a.k.a. Lefty Sauce, yours truly. My first solo pod. I hope it wasn't too ignorant. I hope uh, it was bear. Uh, you could bear with me as we, we ran through it. Um, so thank you all for your patience. Thank you all for your support. And without any further ado, go do something else with your day.